you. The rest of y'all get saved, I'm, I'm assuming, at some point. But it's good to have you. So we're going we're gonna to get ready to jump into worship this morning. So how about this? Everybody stand up on your feet, and we'll get ready to start right now. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is great king over all the earth. He will subdue the people under us and all the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The prince of the people have gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted.
He is so, so good.
to partner with you, but you have to lay it down. He can't do that. He's not going to do that part for you. We have free will. You have to choose to lay it at his feet and then it's gone. He is going to take it. Leave it there. Don't pick that burden back up. You leave it 
there. The enemy cannot place that upon you. God has given you freedom from the burdens of your life. Just like in Pilgrim's Progress, when he had that heavy load that he could not handle, God is going to take every bit of it so you can stand in freedom. You can raise your arms yet again. You can praise him and you can, you don't have to have the burdens of this world laid upon you any longer. The enemy has no authority over you. We are free whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So I just declare, Father, that we give you our burdens, that we will lay them down, Father, that we will not pick them back up. I pray that there would be a spirit of freedom upon the people of this house, Father, that we will live in the freedom that you gave your blood for, Father. Thank you for paying the price so that we can live this way, so we can come to you, that we can come straight to you. We don't have to give a, a sacrifice because you gave the ultimate sacrifice. your burdens? Will you lay it down? Will you let go of the bitterness that you've been holding on to? He's going to set you free if you will just let go. Hallelujah.
will wash you white as snow as well. We're so glad to have you here at Only Believe. If you're new, we'd love to get to know you. There is a get to know you card right in front of you. If you want to fill that out, we'd really appreciate it. Go around and greet some of your family of faith this morning. snow, let it blow. Amen. Well, let's take up uh, your tithe and offering this morning so you can get that ready if you have something. Offering envelopes are in the chair in front of you and those, uh, whatever they call those in the back of the chair. And if there's not one there, do you want one, wave your hand around and Mike or one of the ushers will help you out. to have you today i'm sure all of you that didn't want to venture out in the snow you're on live stream so uh say hey on live stream and it's good to have you watching us this morning margo margo didn't make it today you know that stomach bug that was going around she had that yesterday she was, stay home you 
know. So I know she's feeling a little better this morning, but keep her home today, right? So, but anyhow, it's good to have you uh, as you give this morning. How many know that God, God is not withholding goodness from your life? You know that? He's not, he's not playing a game with you with his goodness. He is good, and he is faithful. And in our giving, every time we give, and again, and I say this so much, we talk about our tithe and our offering in church, but anytime you do something of a giving nature, you're reflecting his goodness. And God who is free in his goodness, so shall we be too. And as you give this morning, your tithe and offering, it's one of the avenues that teaches you that, that we are responding to the goodness of God in our life and goodness will flow from us. Amen. So I'm going to pray over it. Colin already brought his down, but it's okay. He set the tone for you. Just doing what he wants. I love it. All right, let me pray. Lord, I thank you for an opportunity to come to your house today in the middle of this snow, but we're still here together worshiping you and praising you and, and just loving you together. And I pray that we, as we give this morning that, that your blessings upon every single person in the house and all things, Lord, physically, financially, emotional, relationally, everything that we encounter in life, you're in the middle of it. And, and our giving, Lord, is simply a response to the goodness of who you are. And we thank you for that goodness. In Jesus' name, everybody says, if you have something to give, go ahead and bring it down. Uh, some quick announcements before we get into the word. And that is, don't forget, every Monday night from 6 to 7, right here, we have church-wide prayer. I don't know what's going on, how much we're supposed to get with snow. I'm assuming we're having it tomorrow night. So from 6 to 7 tomorrow night, church-wide prayer, come join us for that. Don't forget to sign up for marriage nights. We want to spend a couple Friday nights strengthening our marriages together. That's February the 11th and February 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. Both those nights, child care is provided and some food. So come on out. We've been working on that. We're looking forward to it. So um, make sure if you're, if you're coming to the marriage nights, uh, sign up at the back there. That way we know how many is coming so we can provide what we need to provide, all right? So this Wednesday, by the way, is Youth Hangout Night. So 5th to 12th grade, it's just Youth Hangout Night. So uh, make sure you're here for that. Bring some friends out. And uh, next Sunday is uh, our uh, kind of our fifth Sunday that we do every once in a while. Next Sunday is our One Big Family Sunday. So the entire ages of all in our church, we're all together for the whole service. Just be aware of that. We are a multi-generational church. Amen. So we love our kids to be with us from time to time for the whole service. All right, so that's next Sunday. So that's all I have for announcements. So if you've got your Bibles, get them out. And we're going to go to the book of Matthew today. Matthew chapter 11. And we'll get there in just a second. So I want to talk today about your past. Uh-oh, right? Not your past specifically from up here. I don't know your past, and that's probably good. Um, you don't know mine, that's good too, right? Amen. But everybody's got a past, and your past has shaped you. In a lot of ways, what has happened in your past defines you. How many know what I'm talking about? And your past could be good, it could have some bad, and maybe have some ugly in it. We all have a past before we met Jesus when we were in our sin, right? Uh, some of us have some things in our past that we would consider failures. 
uh, that, that could be just in, in the venturing of life, that could be in relationships, that could be uh, in a lot of different things. So, some of us have uh, some things in our past that we would consider hurts and pain. And maybe some of you have been through it. Let's be honest. And uh, so, sometimes from our own decisions, just maybe sometimes from the circumstances of life, sometimes the enemy gets involved in that stuff to, to you know, to, to make it uh, deeper and more hurtful as much as he can make it. But we all have a past. What I want to tell you today is this, is that Jesus is here to help you deal with your past. Now, last week we were, we were talking about this idea that we find in Scripture, this paradigm, that the Christian life, as it's lived over time, you can be like a strong tree that bears proper fruit in season and whose leaves never, never wither and fall off. You know what I'm talking about? Strength of life, deep growing roots that, that through the seasons of life you stay firm and you stay strong in him because you're rooted in him and you're doing the things necessary to grow your roots in him. Amen. But what I do know is that um, sometimes things happen in life to scar us and to hurt us. And, and it's kind of like this. So I was telling you last week how uh, my wife and I, we bought a property, a, a cornfield, and we built a house there. And all the trees on that property are trees that I planted, right? Now, I'll be honest with you. There's a couple of those trees that I damaged by accident. And I did it with a weed whacker. So how many of y'all ever weed whack around a tree in, in your property? You're keeping it nice and whatever. But there are a couple of those trees that when they were small, I got too close to the tree and zap, and there goes the bark, and I damaged the tree. Now, the thing about it is, the tree, those couple trees that I, I've done that to, they didn't die. But I did notice that as they were growing up, that scar, even though the bark kind of went back and grew over it, the scar was still there. It was visible. And if the tree didn't do what was necessary to heal itself, that tree would have died. Some of us have some, some weed whacker moments of our past, if, if you put it like that where it's failure or, or hurts of relationships or dreams of life didn't work out or, or, or sin itself has damaged you. And you can't deny that. You don't live in denial of it. But the enemy, the devil, would like nothing more than to keep carrying your past to the moment and the present. That you never get past it, but you keep living in it to be bound by it, to, to be, uh, uh, continue to be hurt by it. Because if you're not careful, your past can steal your moments and it can hinder your future. How many know what I'm talking about? But Jesus has come not only to, to deal with the sin of our life, but he has come to constantly put life in front of us. Constantly. It's something I say so much here. I want you to grab a hold of that. Jesus is always putting new life in front of you. Part of walking in new life that Jesus is constantly putting in front of you is the ability to turn and deal with your past. The hurts, the pains, 
the failures, the things that didn't work out, and, and so forth. See, you, you, can, you will never be able to deny your past. It was there. You can't always necessarily completely forget your path because it's there. It helped shape you. It, part of who you are is because of it. You, you bear the scars of your past always, like, like those trees, until they really grow and get, get very mature in growth. You'll always be able to see those scars of where I hit them with the weed whacker. It's not so much that scars go away, but what the devil wants is not to be, to be scabbed over and healed. He wants to keep it open and festering at all times. That you never really get past your past. Because he wants to steal your moments and he wants to continue to steal your future. Your past can keep you in such a place that it hinders your thought process, it hinders your ability to interact with people or maybe certain people in certain ways because of things that have happened. Your past is something if you don't deal with, if you don't let Jesus get involved, will constantly be with you always, but that's not what Jesus wants. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. In verse number 28, we're actually singing songs about this today. Samara, Samara was on point with her song selection this morning. But, but you know, as we look at the scriptures, you see this so much with the people that we find recorded in the scriptures. We'll get Matthew 28 in just a second. But let me just say this. See, Saul was Saul, but he was able to be transformed into Paul, but part of his transformation into Paul was to deal with his past. It's stories in the Old Testament. Rahab was used by God, but you know Rahab was a prostitute. She had a past. But yet God used her. There was a, there was a man that was possessed by the demon's legion. He had a past. But Jesus healed him and set him free. Peter, Peter denied Jesus not once. He didn't deny him twice. Peter denied Jesus three times. At, at, the, at the most trying moment of the earthly life of Jesus, God in flesh, Peter denies him three times. But yet Jesus used him to build the church. He was restored from his past. Joseph I'm jumping back and forth between Old and New Testament. Joseph, who we're going to talk about next week in our one big family. Joseph was sold by his siblings into slavery. His future was destroyed by somebody else. So it seemed. But in the midst of a prison, God showed up and met him there. Amen? Amen. And God, in the midst of what we would think a harmful past put life in front of him to the place that he is now second in command of Egypt and saving the known world from famine. My gosh. God, through Jesus, has the ability to deal with your past and set you free. So Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse number 28. Probably one of the most famous passages of Scripture. You may be familiar with it. Jesus says, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, 
And I will give you what? He'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, there's, there's a break there in, in your Bibles. Now, it breaks and goes to chapter 12. But, but what happens at the beginning of chapter 12 comes from this. and talks about Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath. And if something happens there. But jump down to uh, chapter 12, verse number 8. We'll kind of skip it. Go back and read that later, verses 1 through 8. But verse number 8 in chapter 12, Jesus says, For the Son of Man is the Lord of the what? What is the Sabbath? By, by Old Testament covenant, Sabbath is the day of what? Rest. See, Jesus, in fulfillment of the law and the prophets, he is the fulfillment of rest for your soul. In Jesus, you find the fullness of rest. You come to him. You are, when it says there that those who are, are uh, heavy laden, in other words, you're carrying baggage with you. You're heavy laden. You got, you got something on you that is weighing you down when? In your presence. Is that right? It is something you've brought with you. And if you don't let Jesus take it off you, you're going to keep carrying it where? Into your future. But he says, come to me. You're weary because you've been carrying this, whatever it is in your life. Wherever it happened, you're carrying it. And Jesus says, come to me. I'm going to take that heavy, heavy burden, that, that thing that's been holding you down and binding you and continue hurting you. I'm going to take it off of you, and I'm going to give you of me, Jesus. We're going to trade yokes and burdens. I'm going to give you the burden that is easy and the yoke that is light because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's going to give you rest. Today, today is January the what, 23rd. So, so if you're following along part of your scripture reading uh, and reading a psalm a day, today would be the 23rd psalm. What is the 23rd psalm? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. All the way, he says, and he restores my, my soul. The burden that is easy, the yoke that is light to find rest in him. Some of you need to find some rest from things from your past. You've been carrying it with you. And it hasn't been properly dealt with. Hasn't been healed. Hasn't been taken from you. But I believe that Jesus can do those kind of things. He is the great physician of all things of your life, of your sin, of your physical problems, but also he is the healer of your inward self because he restores your soul, the essence of your being. So you're not dragging around these heavy burdens of your past into your future. See, see, Jesus, when you're participating with him, newness is part of that. Abundant life is just that. 
It's bringing life to areas of your past that have been dead and are still open and hurting. See, see what Jesus does is he speaks to your past in forgiveness and healing. Jesus speaks to your current moments in restoration, abiding in him and leading you and guiding you. And he speaks to your future in new life, always in front of you. It's all wrapped up in him. Jesus speaks to your past. He speaks to your moments right now, here today, real time. And he's, and he's speaking to your future too. See, when we talk about kind of these churchy kind of words, uh, reconciliation, restoration, new creation, all these kind of churchy words we talk about, these are all avenues of bringing life to you in all areas of your life, including your past. Jesus deals with your past so you can live free in your future if you let him. You've got to come to him. You know that? You have to bring these to him time and time again. Because sometimes healing of your past is a process. I, now, listen, I wish all the things we would consider of the Christian life are easy button. Remember the old commercials? You got the big red button, and it's just done and easy. I wish I could give you all an easy button. It'd make our lives easier, make my life easier. We all just, easy. It's, it's all done and easy. But now, the life that Jesus is putting in front of us, we have to walk into it with him. Sometimes it takes some steps to be free from things in the past. But you've got to keep on with him. You've got to come to him. Now, sometimes we don't go to him because we have an idea of what he's going to ask us to do in order to be free from our past, maybe something like forgiveness. And we don't want to forgive. We want to hold on to it and be angry, and the right to be angry. Sometimes we know if we come to him, he's going to require change to move on from our past. Right? And we're looking at, I'm not sure I want to, I'm not sure I can don't make excuses of why you shouldn't bring your life to Jesus. Let him do what he can do, because all the things we would consider difficult and hard, he's there to help you in it, but it's for the benefit of the abundant life that he has for you. You can't walk in the fullness of abundance of life until you give it to him. And let him do what only he can do. So... Don't let failure from the past sabotage the venture of new things in your future. Don't let words of the past, things people have said to you, continually define you. Don't let bad and broken relationships of the past keep you from good and new and right relationships of the future. Don't let sin of the past continue to condemn you and shame you. Don't let the regrets of your past or even the anxiety of your future steal these moments in him. The Bible says, Paul writes, that we must forget what is behind and strain, move on, press on towards what is ahead. Too often those things define us in our moments. 
Jesus wants to set you free. Now, I don't know what it is. I don't know all of your stories. I know some of your stories, and I know about this much of it. There may be some things of your past that you have told nobody and no one, and you never will. But you know, God already knows. And he already knows how it affects you today. And he knows how it's going to affect you in the future unless something is done. The participation with Jesus brings newness to our lives. See, Romans chapter 8, verse number 26 Here's one thing that that is so amazing about God. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our what? In our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep, for words, so the Holy Spirit is our helper. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, because this is possible, because this happened, watch. And we know that for those who love God, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all love God? Okay. Now, I know your love for him is not perfect, Right? But we're growing in our love for him. That's what, that's what we're called to do, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's the greatest command, right? So we must learn to grow in our love for him. So let me ask you again, how many of y'all love God? Let me see. Okay. Now watch this. Those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those he... Whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among brothers. And those whom he predestined, he called, and those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. There is a process of transformation that happens when you're following Jesus. He's changing you, conforming into the likeness of who he is. But notice right in the middle of that, that those who love God, they're in this process of becoming like him. All things, think about that. All things work together for what? Your good. Does that include your past? Yeah. There's something incredible, and to me it's a bit of a mystery because only God understands and can do this stuff. He can take all that mess of your past, the things that hurts you, the things that set you back, the things that defined you, the things that changed your thought process, the things that, that caused you to act a certain way versus the way you used to be, all this different stuff. And he can work it together for your good. That's amazing. Now, let me ask you a question. So, Sin of your past. Was God the author of your sin? No, but yet he can work it for your good if you bring your sin to him. What do I mean by that? Well, here's an example. So I'm going to use somebody in this place as an example. Chris. Sorry, Chris. Chris has a past 
with some dependency issues, right? Substance abuse. Was God the author of his substance abuse? Nope. But yet in healing of Chris's life, he can turn that and use it for something good. So who is Chris in the best shape to help? Somebody that's been where he's been. Isn't that right? God can do amazing things like that. Now, in the moment of his past, when he was living that past, if you had said to him, Chris, God's going to use you, he'd be like, okay. You don't really know my mess. That's a nice thing to say, but you really don't know how deep and how dark this is. But yet, Jesus is the great physician of our souls. To bring reconciliation, restoration, new creation. And he takes these things of our past, and he's able to work them. He, in other words, God reaps where he doesn't sow. And he pulls things out that he didn't sow, but yet in, his, in the wonder of who he is, he fashions them into things to be used for his glory. Chris can't change his past. He can't hide his past. He may bear some scars of his past, but yet he's walking into newness that God puts in front of him. Only if he gives it to him. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think the devil wants to take him back to his past? Oh, yeah. Do you think the devil wants to bring his past to his present and reopen those wounds? Absolutely. That's why you've got to stay in who? In him. To keep walking into the future that he has for you. I don't know, again, what your past is, but what I do know is the healing of God can start to change what was broken and bruised and hurt and open source, and he can change it and heal it and use it in the goodness of who you become. Amen. That's what God does. That's the God, listen, that is the God that I believe in. I believe God can do anything. Now, now let me ask you a question. How many of y'all believe that God can do anything? Let's me out. Let me out. Come on. We got to ask this again. How many of y'all believe that God can do anything? Woo! Then he can deal with the stuff of your past. And now, again, you say, well, you don't really know. I don't have to know. You don't know how much it hurt. I, I, I get it. Nobody's minimizing what your past was. But God is absolutely able. Now, here's some things. We'll probably explore some of this over the next couple of weeks. You must learn how to forgive. And believe forgiveness is, is possible. Forgiveness is the gateway to healing in a lot of things. You must see what God is saying about you. What, what does the scripture say about you? What is God speaking to your heart? What is he saying about you? You've got to grab hold of it. It's in what God has said that takes you into your future. You've got to learn from your past. Don't, don't forget about it as in denying it, but forgetting about it in a way to be able to move forward. But you've got to learn from it. And you must not use your past as a present excuse. Yeah. 
Well, I am the way I am because of, well, okay. Can't use that as an excuse either. We'll talk about some of these things over the next couple weeks. Forgiveness. What has God said? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget in the Holy Spirit some of this stuff. And you know what? No more excuses about my future. I'm not going to keep bringing it. Some of y'all, by, you, you think you've been past it, but every time you use that as an excuse, you bring it and put it right in your present. You know that? We've got to learn to do these things. Let's, let's talk about these over the next couple weeks. But God wants to heal you in all things. So there's certain ways that, that we bring up here about your life in particular. I, I've used this terminology before. Your life is like a picture being painted. Still being painted. Your picture contains your past. But God isn't finished painting your picture. My, my mom is an artist. Might be watching today. My brother was an artist too. So very talented in drawing and painting. And I would think if I asked her, I didn't ask her this, I'm going to guess, that maybe sometimes that when she's painting a picture, she may have done something that she didn't want to do, but there's no going back because it's on there. But yet, as she continues to paint, she uses it to turn it into something beautiful as the picture's still in progress. Or, or you're like a story being written. The chapters of your past may have some, some ugly stuff. But the story, are you, are you alive and breathing today? Yep, the story's not done. See, see, God is the great, he is the great artist of your life. He is the great author of your life. And he's still painting you. He's still writing your story. It's not over yet. Amen. But listen, you have to let him be the artist. You have to let him be the author. If you try to paint your own picture, write your own story, it's not going to go the way he intended it to go. These things that are a part of your life, you can't overcome them by your own willpower. You can't overcome them by just, just trying to change it yourself, doing what you think is best. That's why we live in the wisdom of God with the help of God. That is why often things of our past, we think, there's nothing I can do about that, and, and you carry that burden. You have to believe that God can do all things, including dealing with that, whatever it was. Amen? Abundant life. Who tries to steal it? The enemy. He comes to steal. Steal what? Steal abundance from you. Life. He comes to kill. Kill what? Kill life. Ultimately with death. And destroy. Destroy what? Life. He'll use your past to do that. Let, let, let's make a trade today. When I was a kid, I, I had a best friend. 
and we both had a lot of football cards. How many of y'all collected sports cards growing up? Okay, we both had a lot, and we'd trade. What are you trying to do in a trade? You're trying to best the other guy in the trade, right? We also loved fishing, so we, had, we used to trade fishing lures. Like, like I remember it, often he would get one. I'd be like, ooh, I like that one. So I'm cooking up in my brain. What can I trade to get that from him? Jesus is not trying to best you in this trade, though he does. He bests you in the way that's for you. He takes your mess, which is no good, and gives you life. He don't best you. You make out big time in that trade. Why wouldn't you want to give over everything to him? Give that burden. Give the yoke that's hard and weighs you down and, and, and seems to chain you to your past. Give it to him. Make a trade. In the process of living with him, let him do what only he can do. So what will happen is this. As, as the picture of your life is being painted, the story is being written, at some point, maybe not right now today, but as you continue to grow and mature, some point you'll look back at your life and you'll see those, those things. But instead of them still being an open, festering wound, you'll see them now through the grace of God. And, and ultimately, when we come into the newness of life, you, you'll say things like this. I know that happened, but you know what? Nothing bad has really ever happened to me that it stole my future. Because God is able to deal with that. Amen? That's what I want. I've, I've got things I could, I could list off. Not only my sin before my salvation, that the enemy would try to bring condemnation about, but, but hurts about things that people said to me. Um, I, when I was a kid, I was a super outgoing, loud kid. When I got to junior high, some things happened, and, and my personality went introverted. Avoiding crowds, avoiding people. I look at that, and I remember very specifically things that happened a long time ago. But I look at that in the way that God has spoke to that and has taught me things in that and has brought me to a place where I'm not necessarily like that. You see what I mean? God can do that with anything. Amen? So how about this? Let's be a people who are invested into our life with him in such a way that he can do anything. And maybe there are things in your past that you, you've, you've come to him a hundred times, two hundred, three... Keep coming to him. He, he's working with you whether or not you see it. Or maybe there's things you have not brought to him. I would encourage you to take it to him. And let him start a process in you to open up the newness of your future. Amen? Okay. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you would right now, stand up. And I'm going to give you a moment before I close in prayer, just for a few seconds. I want to give you the opportunity just maybe to cast that upon him this morning. Or those couple things, a failure, 
a disappointment, a hurt, things that were said, something somebody did, whatever it is. Give it to him this morning, okay? Let's do that now. Oh, Jesus, be the author of life. Be the one who heals our soul. Binding up the brokenhearted. Forgiving our sins. Lord, setting us free. Taking what was meant for, for evil, but turning it to good. We thank you for that work. We thank you for that work. Lord, teach us how to forgive. Lord, teach us how to learn and grow from it. Lord, Lord, I pray that we stop making excuses, but we stand in you, because you can do all things. I thank you, Lord, for changed lives, testimonies to who you are, looking back on our lives, seeing the, the, the work of grace in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here, here's where I'll let you go. Two things. Number one, if you, if, if something I talked about today, man, it's just kind of inside of you, and you would like some prayer, come on, I'd love to pray with you. Second thing is, be safe going home. I'm glad you came out, but please be safe heading home, okay? And then third thing is we'll see you on Wednesday night. Be blessed as you go today. Say hi to somebody. Love somebody. We'll see you Wednesday night.